Hey, pretty people. A lot of things inspired me to create this podcast, but one of the biggest things was the book I wrote, Life After Low Self-Esteem. It details how I overcame my struggles with low self-worth and serves as a helpful guide for others who may be dealing with similar issues. I also have accompanying worksheets that you can find on my website that I reference. There's a journal you can download, a worksheet that helps with setting boundaries, and my personal favorite, the embarrassment worksheet. I don't know if you're like me and you remember embarrassing things that happened to you years ago and you still cringe about it. All of these worksheets have helped me a great deal. And again, you can find these on my website for free. And as for my book, Life After Low Self-Esteem, you can find that on Amazon, available in ebook and paperback format. The Demetrius Show podcast covers a variety of topics concerning mental health. This occasionally includes topics such as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and thoughts some people may find distressing to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Each episode dealing with mental health is meant to be a general discussion and not meant to take the place of advice or treatment from any licensed medical professional. If you are needing mental health advice and or treatment, please speak with a mental health professional. As a straight man and having grown up in West Texas and just you know, in my career field and stuff, I still have some of those very, I guess, quote unquote, hetero um, ideals of what a man is, you know, being tough. And, you know, I work on cars for a living and, uh, you know, I, I cuss like a sailor. Being a man can be exhausting. I don't want to belittle the experience, but I feel like a lot of times men make it harder than it has to be, particularly in terms of masculinity. You may have all seen the ridiculous imaginary roles made up by on social media about whether or not it's feminine to push a shopping cart or clean the bottom of your toilet, for instance. And you might think, who in the world is even thinking about that? But I've actually noticed guys pulling their shopping carts when I've gone to Target and Walmart instead of pushing them. So I don't think I'm wrong to assume that some of you are buying into that. A word about having to have stuff labeled as man wipes or man bun or deodorant for men because heaven forbid you can't tell it right away. And you absolutely cannot be feminine or even be perceived as feminine. That is the worst thing on earth. You'll never financially recover. Your credit score will plummet this evening. You can't even have feminine thoughts because I have telepathy and I'll know. Yet at the same time, I don't know. I don't get it. It just seems to be needlessly exhausting at that point. Like, what do these men who stifle themselves like this do when they need to vent or be vulnerable? Or when they accidentally do get that shopping cart that needs a front-end alignment from Firestone and an oil change special, and there's literally no other shopping carts available? Do they just carry everything in their arms? Probably, right? What do they do? when they're overcome by all that pressure and their own emotions? Well, that's what we're going to discuss today. So let's get started. Welcome to The Demetrius Show, where I learn how to walk through my shadows, picking the flowers I've grown through sheer resilience. And I may not know enough yet to start teaching, but I'm going to keep convincing you to keep pushing. I'm Demetrius, and this is my life after speaking. 
So if you've already forgotten, because even sometimes I forget, I identify as a gay man. I mean, I'm really, really feminine, right? But it's true. I checked right before this episode, in fact. So previously, we talked about what it was like for me growing up in a society that pushes a certain image of what a man is supposed to be and how that affected my self-esteem. Long story short, it did quite a number on my self-worth as a feminine man, but I also began to notice the toll it takes on men who seem to fit the ideal mold of what a man is supposed to be like. If you're regularly on Twitter, first of all, my condolences, that place is a mess right now. As you're probably aware, there's quite a bit of ridiculous discourse that occurs on that bird app. In fact, I'm pretty sure dumb, unnecessary discourse is what feeds that two-headed, nihilistic mutant chicken that runs all of social media at this point. That's the only explanation that I can come up with. But anyway... A common trend I see is that any time the topic moves into someone's personal experience with misogyny or the more unsavory characteristics of masculinity, you have a legion of these dusty individuals in the comments or replies, gaslighting, intentionally pretending they don't understand cause and effect all of a sudden, or just not comprehending what they're reading about. There's a lot of the latter. So there's actually too much of that. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, so yeah, even when we try to have serious conversations about the problematic aspects of manhood, it's like there's this automatic aversion to it. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you already know how I feel about all of this. I make it no secret. But as a super feminine man, I wanted to have this much needed discussion with someone who was on the other side of the spectrum. So I invited my adorable friend Drew to speak with me. Drew, like many of my close friends, is a heterosexual male, which is interesting, right? A super feminine gay guy having a sizable grouping of masculine straight guys as close friends. People see us out at a bar. My friends will have their beers and I'll have my rose-colored martini and, you know, scarf in late April. Because if you know me in real life, you know I have absolutely no problem being completely out of place. But I'm sure they're also probably thinking, how in the world did that friendship happen? Well, Bob, the nosy bartender, it happened because I bewitched them. I'm an enchantress, that's how. (laughs) But it also proved that it was possible to have this conversation in the first place, no matter how different we are from each other. So with that, I want to bring on Drew. Yeah, we, you know, we've known each other for a long time. Uh, yeah, my name is, sorry, uh, Drew Winio. Um, I am a Libra and I have a mild crumble cookie addiction. Um, let's see, been in Abilene, Texas for the better part of 20 years. I've got three kids, all six and under, so it's a madhouse around here. And they look like him, just letting you all know. (laughs) Don't let their mom know too much because she's worried about that sometimes that I look more like, or they look more like me than her sometimes. So it's, but (laughs) it's uh, equal parts, I think. I feel like there's a lot about me that I don't think people, I tend to ramble. So I don't, I don't want to bore anyone. You don't bore anyone. So I, when I've, I'm trying to remember, because, you know, 
high school was um it's now a blur I think five years ago it wasn't so much for me but I remember you specifically you were just really like calm and just really chill and just someone I would feel like you could just easily walk up to I think you had me mistaken for the other Drew Winio that went to high school um that was my impression of you back then and um I'm surprised I didn't but then I think about my junior year or sophomore year and that was kind of around the time when I was just like I don't like anybody so (laughs) you know that sort of thing Mm -hmm. but I say I mention all that to say that you know we talk about the relationships that you know men have with each other mm-hmm. as far as for myself being like an extremely feminine and unapologetically gay man and I have now so many heterosexual friends and it's just like it's not a big deal it's not like you know anyone has to be anything that they're not right and so that's when it comes into play as far as I mean what is it how do we do we put labels on any of this? You know, um, what are the expectations that we have? And so that really brings me to my first point. Um, so, you know, on Twitter, there's all these conversations. I don't know if you're on Twitter as much as I am. I have a Twitter account. I never use it. Oh my gosh. So you mentioned crumble cookies. Twitter hates crumble cookies. I'm just going to know. Don't talk about crum- oh, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk. <laughs> Twitter hates crumble cookies. Right. I am I have a mild annoyance with them as well. But go ahead. They drag crumble cookies every day. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, you know, some of it I think is paid for and sponsored because there's some other cookie thing, some other, I don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's part of it. I think it's they're paying people to tweet that the crumble cookie is bad. I've never had them. I don't really eat sweets anyway. But um but anyway, the, the topics that I see, that's one of the topics on Twitter that kind of annoys me. The other topic <laughs> on Twitter that constantly, and if you're listening and you're on Twitter, you already know what I'm going to say. It's the constant gender wars. It's like men mm-hmm. versus women and it's relationship stuff. Right. And it's just constant discourse about what are women expecting from men? What are men expecting from women? You know, and everyone's just kind of fighting against each other. It's mostly right. heterosexual um, right. men and women that are doing this. So from an outsider's perspective, you know, I, I view this and I see what they're discussing. Usually take the side of the women, not going to lie. going to be very, very upfront That's about that. And um but it, it, it makes me think, because I want to understand all sides. Maybe I don't have to agree with both sides completely, but I right. want to understand, you know, well, what yeah, drives... You yeah, you shouldn't have to agree with all sides, but definitely understanding. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I want to see what the mindset is. What drives both sides to come to the conclusions that they come to? Mm-hmm. So the what drives us to the first point of what do you think... What do you feel is expected of men today? Oh, um, so that one's very, uh, I, I, I tried to think about that one quite a bit. And what I think 
it's hard because I try to hold myself to a different standard than what I feel like uh, society holds men's standards to because I just want I just want better, better for me, better for my family, better for for everyone really. What's expected of men? It's hard because you know it kind of depends on who you ask. Because for me, I feel like a man there needs to be first and foremost kind of a level of integrity and accountability that I feel uh, lots of people are missing these days, but I particularly men, younger men. I agree. I think yeah. a lot of men, I, I you mentioned integrity and accountability, and we're definitely going to like expound on that last portion of it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I believe as far as expectations, what I see in the discourse on Twitter is the constant from the men's side the constant need to deflect from accountability and integrity where it's we're putting all of the onus on the women to make the right decision and men to do to come you know be psychic it's very reactionary like oh well the woman did this so i'm expected to uh right you you know let's break it down to something very i I say simple simple is not the right word but very basic of what a woman's wearing yes for instance she wore a dress out to the club it's like well she you know how could they expect me to not want to jump all over her or you know harass her or whatever it is yes um I just, ooh, that one, <laughs> that one gets me <laughs> Not only, you know, I'm a, with a, a woman, like a grown woman, you know, I'm with her. And then, uh, you know, I have a daughter. So I just, I have these internal conflicts of what these, what these guys do and, you know, how they compose themselves and how they react to something like that. And it's just like, oh, well, she, she did that. How could she not expect me to, to do these things? And, you know, like I said, harass or whatever it is. And I think especially with you having a daughter, yeah, that really hits home because, you know, you don't want your daughter to come into contact with some of these people who just, you know, feel very entitled and very comfortable with shirking responsibility and shirking, you know, the repercussions of some of the things that they do that are within their control mm-hmm. um and yeah that's got to have some moments where you're just you sit back and reflect and you're like oh my gosh like what am I going to do when she brings someone home or um anything like that like what yeah. what, and what is going to take place sometimes it uh you know kind of gets to me just because of the fact that, you know I still have however small of a chance it might be to make a change for her life to where she has a world where she can grow up and you know things like that don't happen you know for me there's still this kind of ideal of hope for that but I I kind of get sad about the fact that you know for someone today their daughter is still dealing with that you know it's I I don't want to say too late for them but they live in a world where that is their reality day in and day out and that just I don't know that gets to me a lot and uh For sure. For sure. So I want to see what you think about, I mentioned the Twitter discourse, Mm -hmm. but I mention it a lot because I deal with it every day. And the biggest thing that pops up in the gender wars is paying for stuff. Mm -hmm. So you go out on a date, 
And women, the women side, they're like, I ain't paying for nothing on this date because you're the man. You want to be the, you know, quote unquote provider. So you're right. going to provide the debit credit card for mm-hmm. this two for 20 Applebee's meal today. How about <laughs> that? Cool. You know, fair, you know, um, um, and that's not including the margaritas I'm going to get as well. <laughs> yeah. So, and of course, you have men who expect something. If they do that, they expect something in return. You and I both have very good imaginations and we both know what they're expecting. Right. And we also know that this year we have seen a monumental change in the reproductive rights of women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does that make? What is what goes through your mind when you hear about these things, when people going on dates and they're, you know, debating on who should pay and who should not pay. And so I feel like that part's really easy for me, but I'm going to actually kind of backtrack just a little bit. Cause you went, you said that, uh, you know, women, you know, they go into these dates and, you know, like, I want to get this, this, and this, but then the guy feels entitled to, like, well, you know, what am I getting after this? Um, and for, for any, really anybody listening, but particularly women, I just, if there's anything that I feel like if I can impart anything from a man's perspective, it doesn't matter what he gives you, whether he buys you a meal, whether he gives you the best night of your life out on the town or whatever, he is not entitled to your body, first and foremost. So at the end of the day, if you decide that I had a good time, but that's going to be it tonight. Thank you for paying for dinner. I'd like to see you again or whatever, whatever the conversation is. But if he says, can I come inside or anything? If it's a no for you, it's a no. That expectation for men to, well, what am I getting out of this? Well, you know what? You're getting time out of your house and you get to go have a date with a girl and you don't have to sit at home alone. You know, that's what you're getting. If you'd made, you made the decision to pay for the food, you know, this could have been a conversation beforehand. Like in general, I believe that typically it's usually the men I would say are the ones asking for the dates. Now that can change as you think like, okay, well, you know, I'd like to go get drinks at another place afterwards. And if that's her idea, it's just like, if she wants to treat, then by all means, because, you know, he is not entitled to whatever it is he thinks he's entitled to after the fact. But so do y'all see? Do y'all see why I brought Drew on today? Do y'all <laughs> understand? Are you getting it? Like this is not going to be the manosphere, you know, thing where we sit here and we comb our beards and we say that. Yeah, I don't women even are, home, so. women are women are just awful human beings. Like that ain't gonna happen here. No. Um, and that's so, not to say that there aren't terrible people who are also women but i mean that's you know obviously a very completely different conversation because oh yeah we'll get to that in in later episodes for sure oh yeah but um but okay all right so my thoughts on it are whenever that discussion comes up and men are like well what do you bring to the table and blah 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 and all this other stuff that they are regurgitating from kevin samuels um I just say I just say well 
we'll get to him later too um i just say that all you have to do to shut down that entire discourse and i wish more of you would do this is just say that you know what women don't have the same reproductive rights as men so the end you know that's Mm -hmm. it that's all you got to say yeah it's like oh okay so you're paying for dinner if i accidentally get pregnant tonight are you going to pay for all the hospital bills and are you exactly and are you going to like exactly are you prepared to take care of this family you know exactly write it on a napkin do what you got to do yeah you know yeah, don't be um, like there's a there's another podcast that i listen to i'm not going to plug the name or anything but they have a saying and it's just like be uh something like be rude be weird whatever stay alive and you know don't be afraid to like get in the guy's face you know because if you if say he's insisting on you know getting something out of it and it's a no for you and you tell him no and you you know, express that like you feel very strongly and you want to stand your ground. And if he pushes back on that, that's an immediate red flag. And really it's doing you a favor and getting that out of the way from the get-go. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Well, 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 that's three wells, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) So all of that to say. Men suck. Do you have, do you have a definition of what a man should be a simple answer yes i do have a a a definition of what a man should be i feel like a man should again go back to be accountable um for the for his actions and his words you know not backtrack and like oh you know you know have some integrity with that um raise the bar not just for himself but the others around him so that everyone that he comes into contact with and every every other man that those men come into contact with um that they feel like they're in an in a space where they can feel safe and valued outside of you know what uh physically someone can bring to the table i I still feel as a as a straight man and having grown up in west texas and just you know in my career field and stuff i still have some of those very i guess quote-unquote hetero um, ideals of what a man is, you know, being tough. And, you know, I work on cars for a living and, uh, you know, I, I cuss like a sailor, but I feel like in this kind of, I feel like it's going to go into a little bit of a topic later of toxic masculinity. And I, I hold myself back from trying to falling back into some of those habits of toxic traits. Um, like be a man's man and tough it out. And you know, mm-hmm, all of mm-hmm. I, still, I feel like there's an element of value to those qualities of you know you want i feel like a man should be you know strong there should be a leader and and what i define a leader as is kind of goes back to those things of accountability and raising the bar and making sure everyone around you can feel like they have an equal seating at the table and uh and all of that not just somebody that dominates uh everyone around him i don't feel like that's a leader i don't feel like that's a man that just shows honestly i feel like it shows how weak minded and weak spiritually someone can be if if all they're doing is having to put others down around them to to lift themselves up that shows me right then and there that you know that that's not a man a man quality you know that's not not for me at least and then then we can go into i guess like the like a gender identity of male but that that's easy you know if you identify as male if you identify as male like that one's simple done but uh as far as I agree. I agree with you. Um, I would say the same thing. I would say that 
pretty much what you said about integrity earlier and about accountability and leadership. I think the leadership aspect, especially now, because we are not on equal footing between the two, between the genders, we're not on equal footing right now. Um, so it's up. So the responsibility is on identify, you know, because identify as a gay male on us to be the leaders and to be the examples and to lead the charge on the change. Mm -hmm. uh, it shouldn't be, like I mentioned earlier, where we're placing all the responsibility on women to take control of the situation that if we're being honest, a bunch of old white guys decided. <laughs> I don't think we should be doing that. I think it should be where there are those of us who we're sitting up here all day talking about, you know, how men are, you know, like you mentioned, tough and strong and such and mm -hmm. such. Okay. Well then we need to step up and we need to, you know, do something about this. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with those aspects. Yeah. I, as, you know, a very gender non-conforming person, I have always kind of struggled with what it means to be an actual, like, a, a you know, a man. Because growing up, a man was, they played football, they right. lifted weights, they, you know, spit and... Back yeah, up. they go shoot and hunt and do all yeah, those that sorts I of things. Really interesting. I mean, I go to the gym every day, but that's like that, and I work on cars. Other than that, it's like right, that's it. right. So, being a person who goes to work in heels and doesn't fit into what is considered masculine or whatever, mm -hmm. I struggled with that. I was like, okay, well then, I mean, what does it really mean? But then I noticed in being a supervisor and being a leader myself and being chosen for those positions, like not even, you know, placing myself in those positions. It was kind of like, well, I mean, when it comes to being a man and those qualities, they're not the strong and the tough and all that other stuff. That's cool. But at the end of the day, the qualities that we mentioned that we're most drawn to, the um, the leadership, the integrity, the accountability, those are really, if you think about it, not gender specific. Right, exactly. I was just thinking that. But at the same time, they need to be more specific to the average man nowadays. Because I don't see that there are so many of us that are taking accountability, that are being honest about our intentions, that are leading anybody, to be honest. Right. I see a lot of individuals who, any opportunity, like I mentioned earlier, they shirk their responsibility. They find any way to blame anybody else for their circumstances. And it's like, no, as a man, you have so much more, so much more of an advantage than your female counterparts and right. your right. your refusal to act on that is not the fault not their fault that's right. on you buddy yeah because you don't have to be tough macho you know like i mentioned earlier spitting and chewing tobacco all you have to do is something that's not even gender specific to succeed mm -hmm. and so that's what 
really just had me sit back and reflect like, okay, well, yeah, I'm, you know, a person who watches Sailor Moon and I wear heels to work, wear makeup on the weekends and all this other good stuff. But at the same time, there's really no definite way to define for myself what being like a man's man really is because there none of this is can do. they're all things that anybody can do yes they're all things that anybody can do and when you really think about it nothing has to be gender specific anyway if you really want to be extreme and radical about it um and so that helped me realize well you know what i can consider myself you know pretty decent dude pretty decent guy you know i'm putting that on my tombstone putting it on my tomb pretty decent guy (laughs) so i think what a lot of we were talking about younger men earlier and i think a lot of what is missing for them is they don't have those positive male role models right um growing up i had my grandfather had my stepfather um, and my grandfather was alive during the civil rights movement. And um, so I got a lot of history and I got a lot of wisdom in that regard and what it means to be someone who looks after people and as a provider, I think what's missing is we're not, there are people my age who I feel like need to be stepping up and becoming those leaders and those individuals who can now impart wisdom to the younger men and the younger generation. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we're not seeing that. I made a tweet the other day, um, and this is about the Black community in in particular, where I was saying that we don't have leaders anymore. We have rappers. I saw that. Yeah, I think you uh, like linked it to Facebook or something. I saw that. Yeah, I probably did because I stay telling y'all what <laughs> I say on, on Twitter or on Facebook. Yeah. Yep. And um, but it, to broaden that, it, I mean, you can really, you really can, you can broaden it because if you think about it, these young men don't really have those really educated and wise people to look up to. They have influencers, rappers, people who have a platform, but they also have ulterior motives for having that Mm -hmm. platform. They're not really in it to revitalize the community and everything like that. They're in it because they want you to buy stuff from them and yeah. they want to sustain the lifestyle that they are currently living. Yeah, yeah the lifestyle. mostly and, what and it they, is. Yeah, they want to give off the image of a certain lifestyle. And, yeah. So then it becomes hard to recognize for them, I, I believe, what a positive male role model should be. Mm. And so that brings me to, what do you think it means to be a positive male role model? It That one's kind of a difficult one for me because I I never really had um, many growing up. My parents got divorced when I was about seven years old. And then my dad had moved to uh, DC while we were in Texas. So I, uh, 
and he wasn't a very active role in my life. I wouldn't say he was necessarily negative. Uh, he was never, you know, a, like a bad dad or anything. He just was, it, uh, I guess you'd just call uh, just absent to an extent. And uh, I didn't really have any answer or uncles to, uh, to look up to. You know, we didn't really have anybody here when we moved to Abilene. And uh, so for me, I mean, like my... Personally, my male role models would have been mostly like teachers, um, the few male teachers that, you know, I had. But for me, I think to be a positive male role model, uh, you need to be active in whoever's life it is that you're affecting. Um, so for me, you know, that's like you know, being a dad. And however I may falter at that, I feel like I'm messing it up every single day, really. I want to be there every single day for my kids. That's like my most important thing. So it's, it's being there. It's, uh, you know, showing that you care outside of whatever you have going on, you know, that somebody else's life means something to you more than what it is that you can get out of it or get out of them. Uh, that kind of unconditional love, I guess. Well, that's a good answer actually, because there's a lot of even guys that are younger than us, Drew, that are still not present in their children's lives and make no effort to be. And when you mention not really having that stable male role model growing up, I just wonder what you would impart. I wonder, I want to ask you, what would you go back and tell your younger self that you know now? What is what is the wisdom that you would impart to yourself? Be kinder to yourself because it's not a lot of instances where others will be kind for you. And if you can be better for yourself, you can be better for others. Don't hold things in. A laundry list of things I could tell myself, really. Those are uh, good, though. I like that. Be kinder to yourself. Don't hold things in because we do that a lot. Mm -hmm. We do that a lot. I do that a lot. Uh, that's a, honestly, that's a huge thing for men these days is go to therapy. I go do that a lot. And talk about your problems. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. Get it out. So you don't hold it in and bring it out on somebody else. We are taught, even me, girly, gay Demetrius mm -hmm. was taught to not really express your emotions mm -hmm. and hold it in and lock it up. Right. And I had a lot of emotions that I needed to express mm -hmm. um, because, you know, growing up as a little girly gay individual in West Texas, mm -hmm. there was a lot of crap that happened. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of crap that I needed to get off my chest mm -hmm. and I did not, I did not know how. And it carried on till I was an adult, like it does for many men carried right. on and it presented itself. You know, I, I try to tell when I worked at the boys and girls club and I worked with kids who I saw that same thing going on. Um, I would always try to tell them, look, if you don't talk about it now, it's going to talk for you. Right. Okay. Eventually it's going to come out some way. So the best thing to do is to try to get it out now mm -hmm. while you can, while you, um, and get it out. While fresh. It just yeah. And before yes. it bleeds into other aspects of real and starts affecting other people. Exactly. So I think that's all we got for today. 
I will talk to you all later. Oh, and Drew, I forgot to tell you. Mm-hmm. I love you, bud. Oh, I love you too. But y'all see, I got him. I got him just now. Boom. Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Demetrius Show. Reviews of this show help expand my audience size and reach new listeners. So be sure to rate it on your preferred listening platform so more people can know about it. Also, if you really love this show, be sure to subscribe to my email list so you can be the first to get news and updates about the podcast and more. And as always, be kind to yourself, be safe, and until next time, 